Justin Steele is not a really good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher. He's a star, and he pitches for your Chicago Cubs. We are live on Labor Day. Let's go. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Sam Olber. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers see sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today welcome in everybody i hope everybody is having a nice day off i hope you are enjoying yourself matt will be back for tomorrow's show this was kind of a a bonus type of show, if you will, just to go live on the holiday. And it was a great victory on Monday afternoon. We're going to talk all about it. But first, but first, I must get something off my chest. Listen, Justin Steele not being the favorite right now for the Cy Young bothers me. And it's ridiculous, okay? First, all I heard going in, hey, Sam, he can't win the Cy Young. He hasn't pitched enough innings. Well, Blake Snell is the favorite to win the Cy Young, and Blake Snell's thrown five more innings than him. Then it's, well, you know, he doesn't have enough strikeout. It's about stuff and analytics and strikeouts per nine and whip and all that garbage. You know what it's about? It's about who's been the best pitcher of the season and who's helped their team win the most games. Justin Steele is now 16-3 and with a 2.55 ERA. The favorite for the Cy Young as it stands right now, Blake Snell is 12-9 and with a 2.50. Justin Steele, without him, the Chicago Cubs, you know who they would be without Justin Steele? You know who, you know, you know who they would, would be without Justin Steele? They'd be the San Diego Padres, a team that has a disappointment, a team that's on the outside looking in, a team that's playing meaningless baseball, a team that nobody cares about in September, okay? Justin Steele has been as valuable to the Chicago Cubs as any pitcher has been to their team. Without Blake Snell, the San Diego Padres would be the same San Diego Padres, just with a better draft pick. Without Justin Steele, the Chicago Cubs are not playing meaningful baseball in September. They're not going to the postseason as it stands today. And and they are are not where we would want them to be. Stop overdoing it. There's there's analytics. There's a place for analytics in baseball. There's a place for strikeouts and and spin rate and and uh, 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 
you know, pronation and all the stuff that Lance from Marquee and all these guys talk about. I get it. But there's also something to be said for the old school. When Justin Steele pitches, the Cubs win baseball games, and that's what it's about. It's about winning. He has now made 26 starts this year. The Cubs have won 19 of them. Stop it. Stop the madness. He's your Cy Young. We're moving on as it stands today. That could change with a couple bad outings down the stretch. But as it stands today, that is our Cy Young, and he pitches for the Chicago Cubs. Now, now that I have that all out, let's talk about one of my favorite wins of this campaign. The Giants are coming in. Was a weird weekend for the Cubs, of course, right? A split, but one that felt like you missed an opportunity because you got walked off in back-to-back games Friday night and Saturday. And, and, you know, like we talked about on the show today for earlier, you control your own destiny. This Giants team is one of the teams that's on your heels. You faced a really good pitcher. That's another thing with Steele. His, his His last two outings came against... Corbin Burns, ace of the Brewers. Logan Webb, ace of the Giants. Burns was great. Webb was great. Steele was greater. And uh, the the Cubs just took care of business. Seiya Suzuki, man of the match outside of Justin Steele. A huge, long home run to right center to get him on the board. And then what really felt like, and it sounds crazy to say because it only put him up 2-0, but a dagger of a double uh, late in the game in the – I think it was the seventh inning to make it two nothing. He drove in those two runs. Cubs added on, uh, got it to five nothing, and, uh, and 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 cruised. But uh, you know, this game it, it, it's about Justin Steele. And not only was it such a great performance by Steele, but it was exceptional in the sense that you didn't have to use Lighter, Adbert, Merriweather. A very tight one run game for most of it turned into a game that was kind of a blowout, and now you saved your bullets again for tomorrow and the next day. And that's something that we talked about also on today's show, how important that's going to be, because I I expressed my concern over the fatigue with some of these relievers. Well, the best way to, to fix that is to not pitch. And they didn't have to pitch, and they won a game. So that was really huge. That was electric, man. That that reminded me of Lester and Arietta and Hendricks and in like the 15, 16, 17 range where, you know, you just you're on the edge of your seat, just watching a guy pitch, watching him do his thing. Uh, it was it was exceptional to watch. And, you know, the, the Cubs continue to be in a good spot. They play tomorrow and Wednesday against the Giants. And, you know, now they only have to really win one of the next two games. But you might want to get greedy with Hendricks and Wicks going. Uh and really, before I get kind of carried away with everything, and, and we'll answer some questions a little bit later on, I kind of was just joking around in the uh, in the setup today because I just felt like, well, what else is there to talk about besides for uh, Justin Steele? But uh, I, I want to get this in before I forget. Marcus Stroman threw a bullpen. And as of right now, it sounds like it went really, really well. And if that's on track with, with when most people start throwing bullpens, you're looking at a guy that should be back in a couple of weeks. And if you get him back and you're running out, Steele, Hendricks, Wicks, Assad, and Stroman, these, these concerns that we had about the starting rotation about a month ago turn into the exact opposite, and that becomes the backbone and pillar of your ball club because those five guys are really, really pitching. 
And, and I know Marcus Stroman has had his ups and downs, but we all could agree we'd rather see him out there, even if it's 85, 90% of himself, than what Jamison Tyone has been, you know, illustrating lately on the bump for the Northsiders. So this is starting to shape up really good. Keep winning ball games. Um, you know, it, it was one of those games, if it wasn't super hot, maybe Steele tries to go out for the ninth, but you're in a pennant race. It's really not about that. It's just about winning. And and I just think right now, I just think right now it is a joke, a joke to think that anybody else should be should be the winner of the Cy Young. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a little bit lazy. Maybe I'm being a little bit biased because of, of what it is. But I just I just the sport is about winning. And sometimes we forget that in the analytic area era. That's why, you know, Ted Williams, who was, you know, by all means, one of the greatest, if not the greatest offensive player of all time, and, and albeit not really the smartest voting system, didn't win like a ton of MVPs. And Joe DiMaggio took some from him. The year that the year that Ted Williams hit 406, he didn't win MVP. Joe DiMaggio did because back then they, it was about winning. And I'm not, I'm not saying it should be that extreme, but the Steele and 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 and, uh, and Snell's, you know, stats are, are almost identical. They're very similar, so it should go to the guy that's pitching for a winner. And 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 Justin Steele, along with Cody Bellinger, has been the two biggest reasons why we're sitting here on Labor Day. I can't I can't even I can't even believe it. Uh, talking about a team that is getting ready to make a run, not only to the postseason but hopefully the postseason and beyond. Coming up next, we will take a couple of questions, talk about a couple housekeeping things, and wrap it up on uh, this Labor Day bonus episode. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming, kind of like what we do on this show. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like Home runs for Bellinger, strikeouts for Steele, hits for Nico Horner. Hey, even Dansby Swanson got a base hit today. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. The Cubs play the Giants at 6.40 p.m. on Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into channel 844 and catch the Cubs on all season, on, all season long on SiriusXM. We are back here on Locked on Cubs, and I am here to talk to you guys a little little question, little answer for a little bit. Before I get to that, let's talk a little bit of housekeeping. Um, still haven't quite figured out the whole Alexander Canario thing. Um, I, I did think about it, and, and, and I, I, I want to give credit to this to this person who had a great – he covers the, the Cubs minor leagues. Um, I, I think his name is Brian Smith. I hope I have that right. He had a great thread today on the Alexander Canario situation and, and did make, you know, did make things a little bit 
more clear where he kind of was insinuating, hey, this is a guy that got hurt, um, you know, and this promotion was more about rewarding him than actually getting him played appearances. But he did admit it's still odd that he didn't get one at bat the whole weekend. I'm kind of in the situation, guys, where those stories, albeit very perplexing and weird, I only want to discuss it if it's affecting wins and losses, um, where I felt like on Saturday against Edge Rabbit, he would be a better matchup for Abbott than uh, Christopher Morell or Patrick Wisdom. But now that that's done, I- I'm going to kind of move past it because it's it's time. To, it, it's just about winning. Like if the Cubs won this game, won nothing. I know we would all come on here and say, hey, man, where was the offense? It's like, who cares? This was a playoff game. This was literally, if you played the Giants in the, in, in the postseason, which isn't unforeseeable, this would be the matchup in game one. It would be Justin Steele versus Logan Webb at Wrigley Field, and we just saw it play out where Logan Webb was really good. Justin Steele was better. The offense was just good enough. And, and so that, that's what it's about right now. In postseason baseball, when you're facing Burns and Woodruff and Webb and Abbott and a lot of these good pitchers, you're not going to hang up 9, 10 runs on them. That's just not how it works. If that's how it worked, they wouldn't be in the postseason. You got to pitch. You got to play defense. You got to have your bullpen with a lot of energy at its best. And then you got to timely hit. Just get enough hits to win baseball games. And that's how you, you, you advance in the postseason. So Um, we'll see what happens with that. Let's go with some questions. Let's go with some comments. We got about five or so minutes and then we will get out of here on this Labor Day. Hopes people are are doing something. I know it's, it's hot outside. Get a, get a barbecue in, you know, don't, don't do what I do on Labor Day, which is after this getting work mode on Tuesday. It's not, it's not, it's not Tuesday yet. So enjoy the rest of your day. The Cubs are playing postseason baseball and, and, and that's really fun. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's take some questions here. Chris, Sam, off topic from today's great day. Do you give Tyone his next next scheduled start? If not, who do you go with? Chris, that's a tremendous question. I think he'll probably take his next scheduled start. But when Marcus Stroman is available to come back, whenever that is, hopefully it is in a couple of weeks. That's purely speculation for me. No inside information. Don't want to create expectations for Stroman that may not be there. But if and when he does come back, I do think Tyone will be the one to go. And then the Cubs will have Tyone, Smiley, Wisniewski all in the bullpen and will all be used as, as in, uh, you know innings eaters. I just don't think right now with the current bullpen situation, the Cubs can afford to go with like an opener every time Tyone pitches or, or, or take him away from at least being the bulk guy because they're, they're very – they have to be very aware of who they use and when they use them. And that's why I thought Ross did a nice job on Monday. Once that got to be four five, nothing go to Quas. stay away from Adbert, stay away from Merriweather and definitely stay away from lighter. So um, let's see a uh, couple more here, uh, plenty of more here, actually, Brian, you made a point in today's show that I agree with. If this team gets the Dodgers, they will give them problems and maybe we'll get to the NLCS. Yeah, Brian, I try and, I try and not look too far ahead, which I'm not very good at, as most of our everydayers know. I always am looking ahead. However, I just feel like, you know, if the Cubs can get themselves the Dodgers in the DS, I just think they have a much better chance against them than they do against the Braves. I just think that as good as the Cubs pitching is right now, having to get 27 outs against that team, three out of five games, just seems like a very daunting task. But I think it's important that we – don't 
talk too much about that right now because we're still in a race to get there. And if you told me, hey, Sam, give or take right now, would you would you just play the Phillies in the first round of the playoffs and then get the Braves next? Yeah, I would take that. I, I just want to make the playoffs. I, I just think that would be such a tremendous accomplishment in this season considering where things were uh, early in the year. So I don't want to get too far ahead. But yes, Brian, I, I do think the Cubs match up much better um, uh, uh, with, with the with the Dodgers. Um, Goro uh, disagrees. He says we match up much better against with the Braves, the Dodgers. Fine, you know that's you. You, you have your opinion. I've pl- been wrong plenty on this show. I, I I didn't even think Justin Steele would make a great starter. I thought he was more a good starter reliever, and here I am ranting about him being the Cy Young. So if we go off of everything I said, we'd be gone a long time ago. So feel free to disagree with me. Uh, that's that's uh, you know that's that that's where I'm at. Here's a uh, here's a good one from uh, Ty. I think it was Ty. Oh no, JM. JM says, "Are the Phillies the scariest matchup for the Cubs?" I think in a three game series, out of the teams that are, are you could play, I, I like to play them the least. They have the most experience. Um, they have some dynamite hitters. I think Steele actually matches up with them fine. And I think he shut them out earlier this year because he neut- he'll neutralize Schwarber, he'll neutralize Harper, but they're just tough. I mean, they they have hitters all over the place, right? You have, you know, Schwarber's dangerous with the homers. Turner's heating up. Castellanos, Real Muto, Bohm, Harper, and then they run out Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Lorenzen. They have that experience. They're, they're, they're just a tough team. I just think they're significantly better than any of the Gi- Giants, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Reds. And I, and I even, e- even though pitching-wise it probably doesn't make sense, I'd rather play Milwaukee than, than Philly, especially in Philly. But uh, that's, that, that's my opinion. I don't know. You know? Uh, here we go. Here's one. Uh, six by six uh, says, does Magical deserve to be in the daily starting lineup? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how Ross thinks. All I know is that when Nick Magical has been out there, he's been excellent. Um, he has been by far their best defensive third baseman. Um, and, and when I say by far, I mean by a country mile. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to say this. What he's doing right now at third base is, is I almost think, underappreciated. This is a guy that's a lifelong middle infielder that does not, and I'm going to say it again for emphasis, does not have a third baseman's arm. And he has went in, and, and in order to save his job and make himself valuable, has figured out not only how to play the position at an adequate level, but in his own way played at a very much above average level. And the way he you know, takes those little choppy steps towards first base to get the job done, things like that. I give Nick Magical a lot of credit. And a lot of people, you know, used to get on me uh, in the offseason because I just wasn't a huge fan of what he brings to the table. This is what I always envisioned when, when he was going to help offensively, a guy that could just get timely hits. His, his rate stats are never going to wow you because he doesn't walk and he doesn't hit for power. But if he could hit in the upper twos, get clutch hits and play this type of defense, he's a very valuable player. And with Christopher Morrell struggling the way he is, and now Bellinger, by the way, apparently dealing with some, quote, you know, bumps and bruises, and he's been DHing, you know, you need someone to play third, and he's extremely valuable. Um, I know that doesn't answer your question. Um, I don't know. It's, the Cubs have so many guys. I guess technically if Talkman's in center, Bellinger's at first, he's not going to make the lineup over Candelario at third. But I definitely think he is a, a an integral part of what the Cubs are doing right now and, and deserves to be that. Um, all right, let's see whatever. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is – I just said that. Uh, concern over EJS. Concern over belly DHing two days in a row. Yes, only because I don't trust the Cubs when it comes to – 
injury reporting, but at least he's hitting. And it looked like I, not not only was he hitting, but I think I think he even ran once today. And, and it, yeah, he ran right. Didn't he run on? Uh, he got that hit, and then Swanson. Uh, it was a hit and run with him and Swanson, so he stole a base. So I don't think there's anything really. If he's trying to steal bases, I don't think there's anything too mechanically going on with him, unless it's his would be his throwing arm or something like that. But you know he's out there, and and I'm not gonna, I won't be concerned yet. I'm just gonna let it. Uh, I'm just gonna let it be. Good question. Um, what else do we got? Um, anything else, guys? We got about I don't know. Maybe time for two more. Um, here's another one. I mean, we're doing a little too much foreshadowing, but why not? Jacob says the Cubs play the Phillies. What do the pitching matchups look like? Well, for, for the Phillies, it'll be some sort of combination of Wheeler, Nola Suarez. And and then obviously it's a three game series. So I don't think Lorenzen would get there for the Cubs. That's up to you guys to debate. I mean, we know it's steel. Um, if Stroman's back, does he make the cut? Uh, is it, is it steel Hendricks Assad has wick at that point, lefties might be a better matchup for Philly. Does Wicks make the cut? The Cubs have a lot of options. All we know is Steele gets the ball in game one. I have no idea who gets game two and three. I don't particularly, and and you guys know me, I'm the biggest Kyle Hendricks defender. I don't particularly love that matchup for him. Um, But, you know, who knows? My my, my guess would be probably as it stands right now, Steele, Hendricks, Assad. But because I would have to look deep into what the Phillies do well and don't do. I could see maybe even Wicks getting the ball and then maybe Stroman coming in after. In those three-game series, you get really creative with how you use guys, right? It doesn't have to be a straight starter. Um, but uh, it's a great question. Hopefully hopefully we get there. Um, last question I'll take, and then we'll, we'll enjoy the rest of our, our, our holiday. Uh, don't forget Justin Steele is a Cy Young, and it's officially been launched, the campaign on this show. Keep keep tweeting, tweet at MLB, keep forcing it, make sure they know. Uh, Oliver, tried to call Dansby Homer earlier. Same here, I tried to do that last week, Oliver. Didn't get it, but do you like what you're seeing in his at-bats recently? The last two days have looked like he's starting to figure it out a little bit more, yes. Um, still obviously in a major funk, but at least – the last couple of days have been somewhat competitive. I think I trust Dansby Swanson. I know he's going to figure it out. I just didn't think he would be in a big funk for this long. So um, I think that's about it guys. Uh, that was um, a very fun show. Like I said, we, because of the holiday, we kind of just threw this in there as a bonus. Matt will be back for Wednesday's program. Um, I hope everybody has a, a great holiday. The Chicago Cubs are playing really good baseball and they are being led by somebody that should be the Cy Young Award winner in the National League for the first time since Jay Carrietta did it. So that's pretty awesome. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on Sirius XM. I am Sam Olber. This has been a Labor Day live edition of your, as it stands today, playoff Chicago Cubs. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.